Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready to rumble! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman! Greetings, my name is Spud Goodman. Before I get going here, I've been directed to send a shout out to Germany and the website uh, podcast.de. How our radio show ends up in Europe somehow as a podcast, I have no clue. I'm that sorry. is over my head. Uh, but I guess I would like to say Guten Tag. Hopefully that's correct. Anyway, okay, let's get this festivities going here. I, I guess I should also say welcome everyone in the USA too. We have a pretty decent show for everyone, so no matter what country you live in, it won't be that lame. I'm pretty sure of this. I mean, maybe not 100%, maybe more like 82, 83% sure. Well, that's a positive outlook yeah, for you, yeah. Spud. So, do you want to introduce me? Come on, yo. Uh, want to? Uh, that is not the right question. I, I'm aware I must do this, hmm. so I guess I just want to get it over with now. With me is our temporary permanent co-host, uh, Gerald Holcomb. That, that's it? You, you don't want to embellish my introduction? Maybe something about my warm personality and uh, ability to balance out your abrasiveness on the air? No. I no. am pregnant. Not really. So tonight, I guess uh, I'll be hmm. taking one for the team, because uh, I've been yeah. talked into doing this thing tonight for charity, so let's get it started. Well, you're a good sport, Spud Goodman. We hope to raise a lot of money for mm-hmm. the cause of saving the Amazonian rainforest grasshopper. Grasshoppers are insects of the order Orthoptera, suborder Califera. Grasshoppers have the typical insect body plan of head, thorax, and abdomen. Mm-hmm. That's facing some tough times these days. Now, are those grasshoppers only found in the Amazon rainforest? Because I don't think people in this country are going to give a crap you know, about that cause. But I said I'd do well, it. So. I, listen, I've been told this particular breed of grasshopper is also found in the state of Arizona. Well, that might help, but the people who run that state are so dumb, most mm. everyone who doesn't live there will want the grasshopper to eat up the whole freaking state. Good call, you know, yo. You know, maybe not at spring training, uh, maybe not that time, That's, but yeah. the rest of the year, the grasshopper is going to pretty much have the edge PR-wise. Spud Arizona may have more than its share of right-wing kooks. Guys like that Sheriff Joe Arpaio are one for the books. But just remember, not all residents there deserve our dirty looks. Well, uh, Spud, if I could interrupt here. As you know, I've been assigned the task of being the auctioneer. So I should formally announce that we will be auctioning off a date with Spud Goodman on tonight's show. Yeah. Hopefully there will be people out there who would enjoy spending some quality time with you on a date. Yeah. Uh, some of our staff have expressed some concern that you might not generate sufficient interest. Uh, I mean, Lori said the phone lines will probably be as quiet as a cadaver. But I told her she was really? underestimating your following. Hey, I may not be top of the line date bait, but I... 
I should do okay with this. There, you know, are there enough lonely people out there that I should sure. be able to raise enough money to save at least a few dozen of those grasshoppers? Well, I guess I should give out our studio number for listeners to call in. Uh, Dave, could you play the number for the Dave's spud line? Dave's not here. TJ's running it. Oh, tonight. TJ, yeah, yeah. Would you run the uh, play the number for the spud line? Call in on the spud line. Two five three six 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 four two three two. Hey, I would like to state a disclaimer about what is and what is not acceptable behavior for this date. Whoever you know, whoever wins needs to know that I have a lot of intolerances. Not you know, not like lactose, whatever, whatever the hell that is. But for sure, you know, pickles on nothing. No pickles. Hmm. No sticks or Kansas on the car radio. And for sure, no Tom Cruise movies. That's good to keep in mind. Okay, TJ, would you play the number one more time? Call the spotlight. Two five three six six six. Four, two, three, two. Call the spud line. Call the spud line. Hey, FR, we don't get any calls. That doesn't necessarily mean people despise me. At least half of the blame should fall on those freaking grasshoppers. Oh, no need to be negative before we even get started, Spud. I, I know that there are a lot of women who would love to go out with a single guy like you. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? I'm being told we just got our first call. Okay, guys, put it through. So how much does it cost to win a date with this dude? If it's too expensive, count me out. Well, it's an auction caller, so we're taking bids, and the highest one wins, Spud. So if I win and go out with him, who pays? Does the winner have to pay for dinner and a movie or something, too? I mean, if you have to pay to win a date, you shouldn't have to then pay for the stuff that night. That's like a double whammy. It smells really good. Well, you know what? We didn't plan on using funds generated from the auction to pay for expenses. It's a charity, caller, so I guess we just kind of expected that to be part of the cost of the experience for the winner. So I'm cool if we go to, like, an Applebee's or TGIF, as I have some coupons. Oh. I just don't want to get stuck with a bill from a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse or something. Hey, hey, hello. If anyone cares, I'm not a big steak eater. Uh, Well, caller, are are you ready to bid on a date with Spud Goodman? Eight bucks. No, um, nine dollars. I'm the first bidder, right? I'm not going to bid against myself. Good call, yo. Listen, I can see you're not new to the auction process. So, okay, the opening bid is $9. Sheesh. Uh, Let's hope things start from there and take off from that figure. Hey, excuse me, I need to play some music right now, thank God. Okay, here's a song performed uh, live on my old Fox cable TV show by John Doe of X. He's also been a guest a few times here on uh, on the radio show, too. This is a solo acoustic version of uh, Beat Up World, and it's great. Uh, Also, the video... uh, and uh, with the song and the interview is also now up on our YouTube channel and our, I believe, our Facebook page. So roll it. There's a tiger hanging over my shoulder. It's fuzzy and fluffy and wants to eat me can't think of a better way to get out of here but i guess i better hang around a few more years you act like it's always too soon but never too late don't worry tomorrow will be
I guess we gotta live in this beat up world. We gotta live in this beat up world. We're gonna live in this beat up world. Cause we just used up the last one. Fill of icicles, freezes to cover your face. Dripping like hair, you tried to tie it back, tried to dye it black, but it keeps turning back into its natural nest of snakes. You act like it's always too soon, but never too late. Explanations that don't mean a thing if you hesitate. I guess we're gonna live in this beat up world. We gotta live in this beat up world. We're gonna live in this beat up world. Cause we just screwed up the last one. Hey, this is Ralphie May, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Unless he messed up the computer like he did yesterday. Hey, Spud, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have our first guest on the program. You know how big a Star Wars fan I am? Yes, I do. To actually be able to speak to Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett. I mean, I I couldn't sleep last night in anticipation of interviewing him. Well, I hate to be a dream killer here, but you won't be interviewing him. Uh, That's not in your job duties as co-host. If anything should happen to me, you know, in the middle of it, like I choked to death after a sip of Pepto or something, then yeah, I mean, you might get a chance, you know, just to jump in and get a question or two in and finish the segment. uh, I I know my role. I know my role, but I, I just wanted to let you know I'm here if needed. You know, it's going to be kind of weird, though, interviewing him as he really didn't speak a word in the three Star Wars movies he was in. He just looked cool all the time. Hey, when you're Boba Fett, you don't have to say a word, Spud. Hey, well, he's calling in from some, some country, another country, like really long distance, but I guess he can afford it. Is he there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him on. Please welcome actor Jeremy Bullock to the Spud Goodman Show. Jeremy, we want to thank you for calling in from England tonight. Whereabouts in England are you right now? Like, I really know the country or something. Well, you know, I live in London still. I've been here most of my life for 40 years. So my wife and I are still here. 
Lovely, beautiful weather. You can't get the sort of weather there that you can here. Super. Delightful. All right. Well, they used another actor's voice with your character, Boba Fett. Can I ask if you ever said, hey, what's wrong with my voice? I mean, I was an octopusy, for God's sakes. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, I I hardly speak. It's it's funny because I hardly speak in half these um, films, you know. It was just a nod of the head and things. But, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never worried about someone else doing it. The, the, the voice was done back in America. And uh, Jason Wingreen, who's now 90-something, and he delightful man, he said to me, he said, were you concerned that I had to dub your voice? I felt terrible about it. I said, no, no, not at all, you know. You know, it, it ends up, the, the portrayal of Boba Fett is a fun, the most enjoyable job I've had in 50 years. I mean, right. it was huge fun. But constantly, you had to concentrate, know what you're doing. But what a, what a great gig, as we call. Yeah, well, you make appearances all around the world at Star Wars and Comic-Con events. Are you at all surprised at how seriously you know, like fans of the series take things? I mean, down to the smallest details? Well, it's incredible. You know, I, we, my wife and I have traveled as, you know, quite a bit when, when we can. And, you know, we, we'd go everywhere. When we went to South America, Venezuela, no, no, we didn't go to Venezuela, sorry. Um, that was cancer. But Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina. Um, and it was great because they're great footballers, you know. And I remember the young kids in the street, and I said, give me the ball. And he said, hey, well, what are you talking Give me the ball. So I gave the ball, flicked it up. And, and volleyed it against the wall and it was sort of bounced away and then the kids took the ball off me and it was just fun because they're great great soccer players and I've played good standard football and I thought well I've got to join in and show that Boba Fett can play football well th- yeah that's the question I was thinking about as a citizen of England who travels quite often and to the US specifically what seems to be the biggest difference between us and you guys besides maybe manners beer preference and wearing helmets when we play football yeah, you you play, yes, you have helmets protecting, I suppose, protecting you, but the Brits will go in without that. Yeah. That's one thing we do. Yeah. Then there's cricket, of course, there's Spud, there's cricket, and you don't understand that game at all. Well, you and I let's let's be honest though. I, I, the first point I was trying to make, you guys have better manners than us. I mean, that I think that has to be a given. Don't, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. All yeah. right, all right. <laughs> Um, do, you, do you think like the legacy of the Star Wars movies will be more important to the civilized world in the year 3000 than, say, Wi-Fi, Cialis, and maybe Ashley Madison was? Yeah, I, it's funny. You know, it's such a bad, bad time at the moment. And I think, you know, with another film coming out, Star Wars, I think that's going to brighten everybody up. Yeah. You know, there's so much going on that you just want to say, come on, just be at peace and say hello good evening how are you you know it doesn't take long to do that and you know i just feel we're going in the wrong direction at the moment and we need to pull back and spread the good word well um it's pretty clear that that the the new film's gonna uh at least it's generated some interest so to speak with the trailer and everything i i I don't know if every living being on the face of the earth is going to see the film but it's kind of looking that way for the traffic at least on the internet there's a lot of interest would you agree there's a lot of interest and i think it's um, i can't wait to see it i mean i I don't know where i'm going to be seeing it but at some stage, you know, I shall find out where we are in December. My wife and I will be somewhere, and 
it, it, it looks terrific. The trailer is wonderful, so all it is now is just a nod of the head and let's go and, you know, and I'm sure there'll be a big round of applause at the end of the film and that off it goes. It's released and more, more and more people are joining now to say, well, I never saw the original six. And well, people have told me they've never seen them. I said, well, see this and try and work out who's who, but you'll, you'll enjoy it. Say, Spud, Jeremy might be referring to you as you haven't seen most of the Star Wars movies, have you? Don't, don't say that out loud. Jeremy might hear you. Okay, I plead guilty to not being a Star Wars expert, but I really like the look of Jeremy's Boba Fett costume. I mean, it's badass. And I feel like I've, I've seen all six of the prior movies because I've sat through so many of the previews at other movies over the years that I've been to. The wife and I have seen all six of the prior films, most of them multiple times, so we're so excited about the new one that's coming out. Yeah. Hey, would you like to come with Rachel and I to see the new movie in December? We plan to go on Fandango around Labor Day to buy our tickets, because, you know, we don't want to get shut out on opening night. Uh, no, I'll pass. I'll just catch it on HBO later. You know I can't stand waiting in lines. Yeah, you know, I really have so many questions. I would die to ask Jeremy here, like, how did it feel No, no, when no, you... please don't geek out on me right now. It's embarrassing. Let me finish this thing and maybe I'll give you Jeremy's email address. You're never going to get his phone number from you. I don't want you calling him about Ewoks or the Princess Leia or Leia or whatever it is. He's burned out on that stuff, so zip it, man. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm I guessing this one, as all of them have, are like uh, uh, the storyline uh, is held more in a more, uh, how do I want to say this, uh, top secret basis than maybe the NSA in our country uh, contains our secrets. Uh, it's, everything is tight-lipped, correct, as always? Yeah, I think, I think everybody is. I, I, when people say, oh, Mr. Bullock, you must have seen, you must have seen the, the new film you know i said no i haven't and i i don't want to see it i just want to sit down watch it as a first time film and go wow that's what i want to do i don't want to be told what's going to happen yeah and there's probably only a few people who know right. i mean some of the cast and but you know it's it's going to be a good one all right, well, I really want to thank you for checking in with us. And if the listeners want to follow you, they can go to jeremybullock.com as your future itinerary is posted. That's cur- is that yes, correct? Yes, jeremybullock.com. They can see that, see where I'm going to be or whatever. And there are several places. I just listed up all the time, maybe three events. Um, so so that's the best way to do it, is have a, have a look. All right, super. Mr. Jeremy Bullock. Cheerio. Cheerio. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome Patrick Galactic back to the Spud Goodman Show. You know, I could have just said show, but I always loved it when Larry King would say to callers, you are now on the Larry King show. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, speaking in the third person, that's when you know you've arrived in the big time. So Patrick, blah, blah, how are blah. you doing tonight as you're now on the Spud Goodman show? Patrick is great, man. Super. Patrick is excellent. All right. So uh, you're a very active musician performing all the time it seems. Do you, do you down a lot of 5-hour energy drinks? Uh, I don't I don't do uh 5-hour energy so much as just hard drugs. Hard drugs. A lot of a lot of hard okay. drugs. Smokey, this is uh, not now. Are there medium drugs? The I've always wondered that. Uh, no. No, it just goes from light to insane. Okay. That okay. seems to be the scale. Okay, super. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, w- what is your take on bands? 
you know, that only record and never play live. That's is that like eating like a large double cheese pizza and not swallowing? I mean, where's the fun factor in that kind of life? <laughs> it's like screaming. Fun Goodman. <laughs> it's like screaming, kind of in the bathroom at people. You know, you never have to look at them, but you just you, you're still heard. You know what I mean? You know a few of those, though, right? Oh yeah, for sure, huh. for sure. I am one of those occasionally. Like I. I, I, I scream in the bathroom at my roommates and stuff. All right, super. You know, if I was a musician, it would be very hard for me to write lo- a, a love song. Yeah. You know, though I, though I know that makes up like about 80% of all songs, but mm-hmm. what other options are there for people like me with issues about falling in love? Like campfire songs, sailing songs, battlefield anthems. There's got to be other options, right? Well, there's hate songs, too. Hate songs. Which yeah, you, I probably you, wouldn't go that far. Well, there's... Come but on, yo. There's apathetic songs. Apathetic, as well. I'm, I'm yeah. on that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I don't see any reason you couldn't do that. Well, um, let me let me wind this thing with uh, asking you what your long term career goals are at this point, Patrick. Um, probably to uh, eventually not live in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, that would that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, um, probably just get myself to a point where my mom will speak to me again. Yeah, we all know about that. Okay, well, what's the name of the first song you're going to do? It's called The Great Fake Escape. All right. Oh, 
Excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Spud could have done left me, left me in tears. Spud could have done left me for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And why he done that, I just don't understand. He grabs some pencil to quick relief. His indigestion is beyond belief. Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman Show! Here now your host, Spud Goodman. Hey, uh, uh, Spud, uh, they just informed me that Accordion Joe is holding. He says it's really important. Well, you know, he's played that card so many times, it's kind of sad. We both know, you know, he's desperate to get on the air. Yeah. Remember that time when he said he got stung by nettles at some lake and he called in on his cell phone saying he was dying? Spud mm. <laughs> Goodman. No, that, that must have been before I was on the show. Well, how about the time he called in saying he was being held hostage by terrorists who were, who were like out kidnapping all the accordion players around the world? He got by our screeners on that one for sure. I remember that. No, I, I don't remember that one either. What? That must have been when uh, Chick Hunter was your co-host. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Man, you know, you're like the third or fourth wife. I well, can't look back with you and relive any of the bad stuff that's happened on this show over the years. Oh, well, listen, there's been plenty in the short time I've been with the show. Like like no, when just, you were... uh, Look, let's just, just put him on. He, right. He's going to start crying shortly. Hey, Joe, you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. So, Spud, uh, I've been listening tonight, and I hear yeah. that you are going to be auctioned off as a date. <laughs> Someone is going to pay to go with you on a date? Oh, no! Well, I guess there's a sucker out there somewhere. Eh, look, I might go for look, it. Look, I... <laughs> I'll let you know. We've had several calls to the studio indicating interest in bidding on a date with me. That's true. Right? That's and now, true. now I realize I'm not prime FDA meat at this point, but I still, you know, have a few good years left on the tread, and it's going to a good cause. Okay. But you have been such a screw-up with your marriages. I am surprised that they ask you to do this. You'd think any charity could find a more eligible bachelor than you, Spud. I, as a musician, would be a, a more right. desirable date yeah. than you, if you could be honest here. Yeah. Even if I have a few years on you. 
Uh, do they need any more guys? Uh, Joe, your services will not be needed in this fundraising effort. We have things under control no, no, right you, now. You think there's a demand to go out on a date with, with a guy in a weak Elvis jumpsuit so. and a raggedy wig that needs steam cleaning? I mean, throw in the accordion and that's the perfect storm for a date with any living being. Well, why don't we let the listeners out there decide who is the hotter? Uh, why don't you put both of our heads up on the website? Our heads? And you have to be without your baseball hat. Sure, my Elvis wig might be a little worn out, but your hair is hideous. I mean, just shave your head, man. Let's see who draws the most interest for a date. Uh, Joe, Joe we're, we're in the middle of the show, and we really can't get off point here. Yes, we're not exactly being buried with listeners bidding for a date with Spud so far, but I fully expect things to heat up, and as soon as the phones begin ringing off the hook, or at least that's no. what we're hoping Hey, hey dude, we're not putting up your headshot on my on the show's website or anywhere. That's not happening. But and we got to go. It looks like our interns can't handle the phone lines. We may need to bring in some extra help. Hey, Spud, you guys know darn good and well. You only have one Spud, one spud line. So well, just cut the crap, man. Hey, uh, can I play a, a song now that, uh, you know, it might pick up this uh, lame-ass show? No, but, you know, thank you, but no thanks, okay? I, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that didn't go out over the air. Well, yeah. Anyway. Well, hey, uh, let's get back to the phones as our current bid is still at $9. Really? Now, people understand what this is. Ev- this event is about. It's the plight of the Amazon rainforest grasshopper. Yeah. And maybe I didn't bring that enough to your attention prior in this event. I but think you've done a horrible job promoting it, and that's why we well, just haven't had any action I'm trying. Here. I'm trying. Listen, we, we all could very well be holding the fate of this insect in our hands, and yeah. I, for one, will not accept failure. So let's get those phones ringing. Uh, TJ, what's that number again? Attention listeners, attention listeners, pick up the phone and call in on the spud line. 253-666-4232. That's 253-666-4232. Hey, attention listeners, uh, attention listeners, pick up that phone and call the spud line. You know, maybe someone's trying to call in on the spot line. Ah, shut up. (laughs) Maybe someone's trying to like sabotage this thing by tying up the phone line so nobody can get through. I mean, that might explain why no one's calling. You know, I hadn't thought about an organized plot to stop our efforts to save the Amazon rainforest grasshopper. A a terrorist, maybe. I I wonder if we should call the phone company to see if there's been some foul play here. As I oh. And actually, wait, I'm being told we have another call. Great news. Okay, uh, go ahead and put it through. Um, Good call, yo. Yeah, you're on the air, okay? Yeah, yeah, so, you're on the air. How much would you like to bid on Jesus. a date with Spud Goodman? He may be a few years older now that he than he was in his prime, but he's still pretty mobile. No hip or knee replacements, and he's a decent conversationalist. Well, uh, what's the uh, top bid uh, so far again? Uh, I believe it's still at $9, but that's only a matter of time before the figure skyrockets, as I'm confident there's considerable pent-up demand out there for Spud. I I think it's got to be the phone lines that are a problem here. Uh, Caller, did you get a busy signal when you, or were you diverted to another call center? No, no, I just dialed the number I heard on the air, and you guys picked up on the second ring. Uh, uh, So I bid 10 bucks. 
I'm worth way more than $10. Man, Come on, yo. this is a charity fundraiser. You may not care about grasshoppers, but someday w- when this type of grasshopper is extinct, you and all the others listening right now will have blood on your hands. Oh, fine. Uh, 12 bucks. Okay. Caller, duly noted. We have your information. So listen, keep listening, and as uh, you'll have the opportunity to increase your bid before we sign off. No, 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 that's my max. It's been a tough month. I went to the casino last weekend and got my butt kicked. Oh. That yeah. is messed up, yo. I can relate to that one. But, hey, we are talking about uh, saving a species from... I was told by the experts not to pressure bidders because they'll disengage if they're not enjoying themselves. So maybe we could add an incentive for your date. Would you be willing to toss in an autographed T-shirt and maybe a hat? It smells yeah. really good. Well, we can't give away that stuff. I mean, if anybody wants any of our merch, they can have it. Uh, caller, would you be willing to increase your bid if we toss in a few items of spud gear, personally autographed? Listen, I have all the T-shirts I can use, and I don't wear hats. I have really good hair. Oh. My best attribute. Fine. The only people who wear hats are bald guys or soon-to-be bald guys. Don't be so quick to make fun of those with bad hair As all of us in life have to deal with burdens that are unfair Or that are too tough to bear Hey, I vote we move on here and see if our next guest is on the line. Besides raising money tonight, we still have a radio show to do and keep the few listeners who are still with us. That's a good call. I have to go now. Email me or something if I win the date. Thanks. Bye. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Spud, do you want me to see if our next guest, Martin Cove, is holding yeah. on the line? Uh, he's supposed to be calling in now. Yeah. Well, as the other option is, I maybe recite the alphabet or the Gettysburg Address to fill time we have allotted. Oh. Hell yeah, see if he's on the line. Sarcastic. Well, you know, when the wife and I still watch the Karate Kid movies, this guy it was in, He. we have a hard time not wanting him to get what's coming to him. You think he's a bully in real life? He's an actor. He plays all types of characters in movies and on TV. And this is a telephone call? He's not going to body slam you or put you in a full Nelson through the speakerphone. Uh, you know, I think that last reference, a full Nelson, is a wrestling term, not a karate move. I'm, I'm just uh, saying. Oh, okay, now you're a sensei. I was not aware of that. Well, I'm just trying to keep the karate vernacular accurate so you don't say something stupid to Martin. Uh, let me worry about being stupid. Just put him on. Okay. All right, please welcome actor and martial artist Martin Cove to the show. Martin, thank you so much for calling in tonight. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, so for the few humans on the face of the earth who are not familiar with the film franchise, the Karate Kid movies 1, 2, and 3, you played the badass John Kreese, the, the guy who was trying to beat the crap out of Ra- Ralph Macchio's character Daniel LaRusso. So, um, you know, people, uh, you know, after seeing the film over these many years, do people still, like, come up to you and ask why you picked on the guy or anything? Or just curious? Yeah, you know, he's kind of like, he's always an interesting role. I mean... You know, I think I got um, one for the History Channel, or one of the 50, 50 greatest villains in cinematic history. No so doubt. A lot of fun. The character was a lot of fun. No doubt. Because, uh, you know, when, when I'm watching in a room of people, people love to, like, kind of yell at you. You know that. And I guess that means you're effective in your character, obviously. So. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I guess they, they truly enjoy that, you know? Well, as... They enjoy as- as I said, there's like three Karate Kid movies so far. Has there ever been any talk of a fourth where, hey, we're at later in life, maybe you and Ralph maybe meet up at a strip club or something and get into an argument, maybe on stage and have a mega throwdown? It's 
it's kind of hard to um, improve upon perfection, and I think the screenplay writer Robert Kamen wrote pretty much a perfect script, and they they made a perfect movie out of the first one. You know, it's Absolutely. like um, how do you how do you improve upon Casablanca? You know. Yep. Yep. Now, Martin, you have one of the longest film and TV credit lists of any actor working today. I mean, you obviously started as a child actor because you've been in over 200 films and uh, and TV episodes. That's a lot of craft services meals over the years. Do you ever have to, like, cook at home ever? Yeah, well, you know, some of it you're proud of and some of it you're not. I don't think there's that many movies. I think that's probably TV and movies. Yeah, together. But, you know, some some stuff you really like and some stuff you don't and so many times you do a film and you love the part and you think you can and the script is just okay and you think you can improve upon make the movie better your arrogant self can make the movie better because you're going to do a good job in the role because you like the role and the role's got potential and it's a western and you know it's all the stuff that you like to do and then the bottom line is you know, you make a movie that's just kind of fair. It's not really as good as you intended. And you, you know, you can make a you can make a good script. You can make a you can make a a good script fair, or you can make a good script good. But you can never make a fair script into a terrific picture. You can never do that. You know, I'm gonna write that down. It doesn't down. lend itself to that. You know. All right. Well, you know, you were in an episode of Gunsmoke, for God's sakes. That is so cool. Was James Arness really that fast on the draw, or was it the camera work? No, he was a fast draw. He, in fact, I drew down with him. You know, he tested with my friend, and I drew it down on him. I have this wonderful photograph. Wow. This episode, I think this episode was called In, in Performance of Duty. And um, it was a great, my first year in Hollywood, and, you know, I played one of three brothers and you know the bad father and he pissed with my brother in his saloon and then you know I draw it down on him and the father calms us down and he outdraws me and you know it's the kind of thing that you, you, you just you love you know because you're watching that show for so long absolutely uh, so I take it you took the bullet then huh well, he didn't shoot me he just you know we drew down on each other and he outdrew me so I was able to you know, put, put my gun back in my holster, and I saw that, you know, it was fait accompli, you know? Okay, all right, gotcha. Spud, is it me, or does it seem like Martin finds you a little annoying? I don't know. You think? Well, I can just pick up a vibe that, for Martin here, speaking to you is about as enjoyable as having to answer the door on a Saturday morning and be given the Jehovah's Witness pitch. Uh, you know, I myself sort of enjoy skimming the watchtower, but sometimes they knock at inopportune moments, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to be sexually explicit here on the air, but, well, let me just say, my wife is a morning person. Yeah, that's way too much information, dude. I need to get back to the interview, if you don't mind. I still have a few minutes to win him over, so keep quiet. Did, did you ever uh, accidentally pop uh, Ralph a good one ever in terms of uh, the choreography that maybe went a little wrong? Or uh, Just curious. No, I didn't have any fight scenes with him. Well, okay. I didn't, have any, I didn't have any action sequences in the first one, you know, at all. It was just attitude, and I think I, I throw down the, the um, stunt coordinator's son, Eric. I remember throwing him down and demanding 60 push-ups on your knuckles. And that was kind of the only physical thing I had. Everything else was real attitude. And, um, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting. It was really fascinating for me. 
Well, I, I yeah. guess maybe I, I rephrase this. Did you and Ralph ever spar on your own, just messing around? Did you, did you ever pop him on or anything? No. No, we never did. All right. So what's been your most memorable moment uh, as an actor to this point? Uh, well, I really like Westerns, and I really want to rejuvenate the Western. So some of my favorite moments are working with Kevin Costner and White Earp. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed And then I, I enjoyed The Gambler. Um, with Kenny Rogers, it was really interesting. The last Gambler installment, um, right. that's four-hour version. And there were a lot of moments on Cagney and Lacey that I enjoyed. Oh, I, know, love, I really, like Cagney and Lacey. That was a good show. All right. Yeah, Super. It was a really good show. Um, all right, well, Martin, I want to thank you so much for checking in with us tonight. Uh, I think I'm going to go lighter on you the next time I watch a Karate Kid movie because you're actually a pretty nice guy. I guess that's for the record. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. Yeah, good luck. Have a nice weekend. Talk to you soon. Mr. Martin Cove. Oh, shucks. Just my luck. The darn thing won't start. Just when I'm late for work, too. I'll probably get fired. No need for that, buddy. Buddy, 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 buddy. I'll give you a lift in my brand new Chevrolet and a little advice if you listen. Oh, shucks. Oh, hey, diddle, diddle, don't fool around and fiddle with a motor that's just about shot. Go down today, get a new Chevrolet, and brother, I'm a-telling you, they're really hot. Hello. Oh, hi, honey. Just when I'm late for work, too. Yeah, I'm kind of busy right now. Can I call you back? Say, here's an idea. Oh, shucks. Oh, hey, diddle, diddle, don't fool around and fiddle with a motor that's just about shot. Oh, boy, oh, boy, I'm telling you, that brand new Ford's the car for you, and it's just the just car when I'm late for, for work, too. too. I'll probably get fired. Work! Work! Work, work, work was made for horses. Just come on down, we're right in town, and get a brand new Chevrolet. F-O-R-D, that's the car to see. See now why I'm so happy? Take, for example, the new refrigerators. Just when I'm late for work, too, I'll probably get fired. Come on down to our supermarket. Drive your car, cause there's room to park it. Folks are pleasant, price is low. Oh, hurry, 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 and save your dough. Oh, sh**, save your dough. This is the Spud Goodman Show. That should be fun. I think I'll try that. Once again, Patrick Galactic. Strict night, me down with sunshine. Chip
Hey, this is Adam Carolla, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show, but wait a minute. What? You're not listening to Spud Goodman? You wouldn't know about that. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe you'll listen because I'm on and then go back to not listening. Thank you. Uh, Spud, they're telling me that our last guest for tonight, Ted Marr, is ready to go on the line. Okay, good. You know, I have to say, this guy is fascinating. When our executive producer said we were going to like do these segments with a paranormal guy, a, mm-hmm. a psychic, I didn't know what to make of it as I know nothing about this stuff. But after the first two times he was on the show, I've learned so much from him. Like Nostradamus so. and, and Albert Einstein are still around to dispense their wisdom. Who knew? Well, I was surprised to learn on last week's show that Dick Cheney was controlled 
controlled by the reptilian race from another galaxy. I, I know. I mean, <laughs> and we Goodman. all thought, at least at least I did, but I'm sure everybody thought it was it was Halliburton who was pulling his strings. Right. I'm glad Ted, you know, set the record straight on that one. Put him on because I have so many more questions to run by him. Okay, but listen, I'm also supposed to plug Ted's radio show. It's on KKNW 11:50 a.m. It airs each Friday, two to four p.m. Pacific. So, all right, he's good to go, and here he is. All right, it's time for our Out of This World segment with Ted Marr. You, are you on the line, Ted? Yes, I sure am. Super, good morning. super. Thanks for calling in. I must say I'm getting into this paranormal stuff. The last time you were on, I asked you about communicating with some famous people in history. You spoke to Albert Einstein on our show. You know, if I was still on TV, that would have looked really impressive seeing it in a TV guide. Um, you know. <laughs> But tonight, I was wondering if you have ever had a conversation with JFK, and I was wondering how he felt about how things were going these days, you know, with all the dysfunction in Congress. We really need one of those ask not what your country can do for you speeches right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been privileged and honored to, um, to, um, been in to be, have been in communication with um, President Kennedy. Um, actually, Professor Einstein is the one who introduced me to him. I actually know it was... Professor Einstein introduced me to um, Robert F. Um, F. Kennedy, this late Senator Robert F. Kennedy, who, and then I asked him if I could talk to his brother, John F. Kennedy. He said, most certainly. So he came in. It's, I've been talking to him the last mm, maybe a couple of months now. Um, and um, President Kennedy is, is here now with me, and he's, he's a lot to tell your listeners. Um, first off, um, the kinds of things he tried to do to make the United States and the world a much better planet of course, we're stopped by his assassination back on November 22nd, 1963. Um, and there's a big problem with what happened. Not only was, his, was, was he, he murdered, but also his brother as well, not to mention Martin Luther King. Yes. And, and, um, but the good, news is, the good news is that this history goes around in cycles. And the kinds of things that he tried to do to make this planet a better place back in the early 60s, we're having another opportunity now in 2015 to repeat the process. And so the, 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 the time cycles of history are opening up again. And so we can create a much, much better planet because, as Nostradamus has told me, it is our destiny is, is on this planet for humanity to create a far better planet and a far happier place. There's no reason, there's no need for poverty. There's no reason or need for disease on this planet. We have the capability spiritually within us to eliminate poverty and disease and, Ooh. believe me, create a paradise on Earth. Literally, that's what we are destined for. Ooh, poverty and disease, that would be, those would be like the two top things to get rid of. I like that. All right, super. Right. But if disease is wiped out in this country, the stock market would be wiped out. I don't want to sound like I'm only concerned about my own financial well-being, but the pharmaceutical industry would collapse. You thought Bear Stearns going down caused a meltdown? This would dwarf that. Look, I have a 401k too, and maybe there will be a few pill-friendly diseases left after this thing, like impotence and hay fever. I can ask him some other time, but I have to finish this thing right now. Well, no problem. Um, well, when you communi communicate with previous world leaders, do you feel kind of embarrassed trying to explain how things got so messed up these days? I mean, it, it is. It's a big mess right now. Well, one of the problems President Kennedy um, is telling me now is that 
very few people know this, but in 1954, former President Dwight uh, David Eisenhower. Now, I have not been in contact with him, but I can. I think yes, right. he'll let me. Cool. I can. I could talk to him at some future point. I, I need a little time. It's like placing a phone call, and then I have to meditate and and reach him. Gotcha. He said he said he talked to me, but he said for another time. But at any rate, he he signed off. He he agreed to um, what I call an illegal secret greedy a treaty with uh, with a group of um, aliens called the Reptilians back in 1954. And in exchange for their um, this was during the Cold War when he had a lot of problems with the Soviet Union. And in exchange for their technology to make the United States the preeminent power on on the planet during the Cold War. President Eisenhower agreed for them to to abduct and what he he agreed to was abduct and study humans. The problem with this reptilian race is that they're extremely negatively oriented, and they feed off wars and conflict. And that's one of the reasons why President Kennedy is saying that we have so many problems on this planet is that it is engendered by another species here, wow. who f- they feed off the negativity. Their ultimate goal, President Kennedy says, is to eliminate, and I don't know this comes shocking to your listeners, eliminate much of the population on this planet so they can uh, use our resources for their own nefarious uh, uh, purposes. Um, it's That's a long story. Scary. Yeah, I yeah, know. I want to hear the whole story. Now it's like a bedtime story, and I'm getting cut off right now because they're telling me I'm out of time. So can you? Uh, can, we're gonna. We're, can we get to the ending? And it, yeah, I hope it's a happy one. But uh, I'm really yeah, looking forward a, to it. Um, the, the, the main thing that um, the the Vastor Trillion of the Galactic Alliance has just stepped in, and he said that evil as an experiment on this planet is ending. And by the time it ends in the next five or ten years or so, we will have the beginnings of a beautiful pair of a of a beautiful start of, of a thousand years of, of spiritual evolution on this planet where we'll be far happier and a far better place than we are now well very cool well okay we got to go but i want to hear the rest of the story the next time you call in this has been ted mars out of this world segment thank you so much ted my pleasure my pleasure This is the Spud Goodman Show. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Uh, Spud, we have another caller wanting to bid on the date with you. It must be a concerned listener who values the existence of the Amazon Rainforest Grasshopper. You know, in life we often don't appreciate those that are with us until they're gone. I'm sure we would all be able to cope with these grasshoppers going bye-bye, but if there's a chance we could save a few, you know, so they could continue building their family tree, then what the heck. You know, what's the highest, you know, what's the highest bid so far? Well, I thought we had a caller during the band segment, but a, a sizable amount. Uh, but it turned out it was just a telemarketer trying to sell us a timeshare in Utah. Well, I don't think so. Maybe we should run the spun line jingle again. Well, at this point in the show, I don't think it's going to help. We probably need to come to grips with the fact that although we had the best of intentions, looks like this effort. Oh, wait, they're telling me we do have another call. Uh, put it through, right. please. Hi. Um. I'm I'm not willing to bid without knowing if Spud is at least bisexual. I mean, why should I participate in this sham if there's no chance for us to hook up? Come not on. that I'm the type to hook up on the first date. Uh, well, Come on. Uh, caller, the Spud Goodman Show can facilitate this auction, which, again, all proceeds raised will go to fund to save the Amazon uh, uh, Rainforest Grasshopper, but we can't formally guarantee this date will be consummated. That's pretty much up to you and Spud if you should submit the highest bid. I'm not even saying I'd want to sleep with Spud, but who would go on a date not knowing the sexuality of your date? 
I suppose it would be interesting to be surprised, like finding out what's in Monty's cookie jar. But oh, still, uh, caller, with I, that uh, that pop cultural reference, we'll assume that you're not some youngster, correct? I mean, let's make a deal. Has been off the air for many years. How do I say this without offending you? But can we ask how old you are? Because we did guarantee Spud he would not have to go out on a date with anyone his own age. Yeah, hey, I don't discriminate on age with friends, but I just do with dates. As most people who are as old as I am act age appropriate, and that's a real deal killer for me. I'm not ready to be like a guy in one of those Viagra commercials. Maybe down the road, but not right now. Spud, it's only a matter of time Before you two will rely on those blue pills So it's no crime And the only downside is that you won't be able to stop on a dime Yeah, uh, uh, caller, what, what do you say? What, what are you willing to bid? Oh, God. Uh, well, I would like, like $20. Oh, $20. Yeah, well, that sounds a little more respectable. Really good. Twelve bucks was embarrassing. Oh, okay, uh, caller, hold the line, and I'm, I'm going to get one of our interns that will get your information. Okay, well, hold on a second. If, if Spud and I do go out, I want Spud to shower thoroughly hmm. and go light on that Axe body spray. I've heard you drench yourself in it. I'm very sensitive to certain scents. All right, Bye. All right. You stupid, if, ignorant if, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. She, she, if you're still hung. listening, callers at home or on your phone or whatever, I don't use Axe body spray anymore. You know, I've been I've been criticized, you know, by a few people about using too much CK. But as I said, I have so many of those free samples to give away at the mall, and I have to. I am just trying to use them all up. Oh. I've heard the criticism, and I've cut back accordingly. Okay, well, listen, I'm being told that we're at the end of tonight's show, so I do believe our last caller's bid was the winning bid of $20. And you know what? That should help all of our efforts to help save the Amazon rainforest grasshopper. We should all be proud of our efforts here. All right, we probably saved like three or four grasshoppers. Better than nothing, especially, yeah. I guess, if you're one of those three or four grasshoppers. All right, I'm going to sign off now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. The executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pice. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Spud's Greek chorus is the folk singers in hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
Hello, hello, hello everyone. My name is Lawrence and I'm going to be your host tonight for the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Now with me, we got again my co-host here, Derek. Hey, now, Derek, you As know, it should be. Well, you know, I know you say that, but I don't want to diss you or anything like that. But, you know, I, I got to apologize. I'm supposed to apologize to our listeners because you're back with us again this week. This should be again. no apology needed. Well, no. You, we're doing them a favor. No, no, well, you think so. But the thing is, we're supposed to have a female guest co-host. You're not that female as far as I'm concerned. She, but she couldn't make it out again. So, you know, I guess we're going to do with you again for tonight. Okay. All right. Okay. Super. Of, uh, Gina, because you know she just gave birth to a wonderful baby boy. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, exciting. Yeah. So, Gina, if you're listening to us tonight, I can't tell you how much me and everybody else here in the studio, even Derek, misses you. Pat the little guy on the head for us, if you will, please. Super. You know, like I said last week, there's no need for a woman to be the co-host of this show. The best person for the job should get it, and I am that person. Look, look, Derek, Derek you, you know you, you're a good buddy of mine, and everything like this. And I don't want you to take this wrong, but. You know, we really, really, really need a female perspective on this show. Now, look, until Gina gets back from maternity leave, we, we got to get a woman in the meantime, you know. Look, I'm sorry I got to break it to you like that. I, that's just the truth, you know. Look, hey, you're still a big part of the show. But, know. you know, all the guys in any endeavor, if you have all guys, it's just it's just not good. Well, you know. Super. Um, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one. No, no, no. Look, let me tell you this. You got to take it from somebody who spent eight and a half years in a world with just men. All men. There's no co-ed prisons that I know about. And, you know, yeah, that's the biggest reason that. there's always... What's that? So we should look into that. You know, I feel like there's some money to be made there. There could be some money to be made there. That's probably... Maybe there's no money to be made, and that's why they don't do it. But I got to tell you, if they did do it, you know, there wouldn't be so many, you know, rioting and fights inside. Because if you put a lady in there in the joint... They might compete over them to get the attention and all that stuff, but you know, would be a happier place and all that. Because women, they bring out the best in men. You know what I'm saying? You know, without them, the world just would be kind of unfun. You know, I love women too, but I'm not just going to roll over and give up my job just because of my sexuality. I can't help it if I was born oh, a man. It was the cards oh, I drew. Oh, oh, Dad, we don't need to get into your sexuality now and all that Hey, 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 speaking of sexuality, you know, talking about the uh, uh, the first hour Spud show, let's talk about that a little bit, because, you know, they talk about putting them up yeah. uh, uh, on a date auction or something like that. That sounds like a train wreck, if you ask me. Now, am I right, or am I right on that? Yeah, right? I, I feel like you're, you got a pretty good position on that. I bet you everybody else would agree. Let's let's take it let's to the panel out. here. Hey, TJ, why don't, you, why don't you tell us what you think about that? Uh, with TJ, you sent in for Dave tonight on the soundboard, so why don't you give your voice on that about... A date with Spur. What do you think of that? Well, I I, I miss Dave. You miss uh, Dave? I, I miss Dave, yeah. You don't want to say nothing about uh, him, Spur, going out on a date? Well, you know, I, I'd be a little worried for the date. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Now, now, Mike, you know, we got Mike, our sound engineer. You know, why don't you, what, what about him as date me? What do you think of that? Uh, you know, I don't know what to think about that, Lawrence. I'm, I'm sitting back here trying to... Keep a kind of a neutral stance on the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. worried I might offend somebody. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, the date might be worried. They might be trying to be neutral here, too, you know? And, and we can't forget our interns. We got Trent and Anna from Pierce College here. Why don't you give us your two bits on, on Spud's date night and auction and all that craziness? Uh, Well, a date with Spud, give more college credit because I'm just here for college credit. I don't know. We might uh, talk to Lori Matson about that. Personally, I've been slacking on the date, so... uh. 
I'd throw in fifty bucks if I could. Oh, 50 bucks? Wow, wow, that might be the highest big Where's going an in intern that? making that kind of money? I don't know, but you know that's a good Super. program they got at Pierce College. I tell you, wow, wow. All right, well, why don't we get some music going here now? We're gonna first up go with a song by the legendary Marvin Gaye. He's got "What's Going On," and, and seriously, what is going on these days? And after the little Marvin Gaye, we have a tune by a band from Minneapolis, Minnesota, The Blind Shake. This is titled Porto Alegre. Let's do this.
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. All right, we got in the studio with us tonight, Patrick Galactic. Welcome back, Patrick. Hey, man, Galactic. what's up? How's hey, it going? what's up? How's it going? Oh, it's going good, dude. I was trying to, I was on the phone earlier. I was I was just calling kind of everybody I knew to try to raise money for my mom to maybe get the date with Spud. Oh, yeah? Super. Yeah. Yeah. How much did you get so far? I got about uh, four bucks. Four bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, no, I figured that's probably a fair value. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I mean, it's the best I can do. Hey, you know, you're doing your pod, so yeah, know, that, that's mighty big of you. I appreciate okay. that. All right, super. Yeah, well, but, you know, I figure with the fee that I, I collected from this appearance, it might get up to 5 or $6. Yeah, you know, you can go out and not a ton of Denny's with that. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah, man, the Golden Arches. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, now you're doing it right. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I don't know. I might have been on the show with you before. We I were. can't remember. We were. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I probably asked you this before, but mm. you know, in case I don't remember the answer, so many people were. Now, now how much time did you spend locked? up in the prison you know in the giant oh i've i've been in and out so many times it's uh maximum security about 12 years and then uh minimum security uh about six months oh yeah super so maximum um, and maximum and the minimum and minimum yeah yeah uh, exactly you, you min max it out right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. different yeah, crimes spread it out a little bit yeah yeah who knew that uh tax fraud was such a big deal i know i don't know why they keep wanting to throw people in joint for that yeah no, it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah so you want to keep a little more of your money big deal yeah, I know. Is, is your well, a little bit, money? a little bit more of mine, a little bit more of yours. You know what I mean? Yeah, the pension for the pot is Robert Barron's there. Yeah, but now before we get going here, you know, I, the last name Galactic. You know, yeah. that's a real spacey kind of. Now, does that mean you're related to one of those reptilian aliens, or mm. you come from a galaxy, or what's the whole Galactic part about? Well, it's uh, it's a name that I was just given many many like thousands of years ago millions of years ago billions of years oh, ago that makes sense so I have known that. yeah i mean it, super and we don't call them aliens um, oh, my bad. up where i'm from cheese lawrence it's just kind of it's kind of racist yeah i, I gotta check myself yeah now, my bad on that sorry if about you keep if you keep that up man we're gonna have another meeting yeah, another yeah see, you, you're just trying to take my spot i know how you were good <laughs> hey patrick let me ask you this what's your favorite flavor of milk because i like mine straight up yeah, I like arsenic flavor. Ooh, arsenic, yeah. Yeah, dude. It reminds you you're alive at least for a short time. Oh, uh, for a short time, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Then never never taste the same twice because you shouldn't be tasting it twice. Right. Yeah. Super. So now, when you were listening to your iPod, mm -hmm. what's the last song that you listened to? And then when you listened to it, you said, oh, I got to put that on repeat and listen to it again. Uh, Firework by Katy Perry, I think. Firework? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. little poppy and catchy there. So now what's the last song you're going to do for us tonight? Song's called Center of Command. All right, Patrick Galactic. If this peace to be found if there's peace to be found, let it come to me, let it come to me, let it come to me. If there's God in the stars, if there's God in the stars, let him shine on me. Let him shine on me, let him shine on me. 
from the anarchy of origin Taking out the center of command I know you spent a lot of time in the joint, but have you ever seen Star Wars? Yeah, I think I did. I did see Star Wars. Did you see it? Were you out by then? Yeah. Well, I was before I got in. Oh, okay. So, uh, who was your favorite character? You know, I I like me some Wookiee. I like Chewbacca. You like Chewie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was all right. Chewie's cool, I guess, but my favorite character was always the badass bounty hunter Boba Fett. And in this clip, we get to hear how actor Jeremy Bullock got the part of Boba Fett just by wearing the costume. Oh. That's how they treat you. Right, super. Well, could you tell my listeners how you sort of walked into playing the Boba Fett character in The Empire Strikes Back? Because production had already begun, correct? Yeah, production had already begun. Again, I was in a theater play outside London this time. And my half-brother, um, and I have him to thank, you know, that he, he just mentioned, because he was working on the film as associate producer, and he said, well, you ought to get your agent onto it. It's a small part in the second Star Wars film. I said, oh, that's, that sounds fun. And I went down to see George Lucas and the normal thing you do, uh, got the outfit on, and that was the interview, is walking up and George Lucas just said, well, yeah, well, uh, it's not a big role, but welcome aboard. And he said, and then just drifted away, and that was it. I didn't have to read for it, but then again, I hardly speak anyway in the film. Right. Uh, 
So, but that was a wonderful interview. It was just very straightforward. Well, when you first put on the costume, did it feel right, or did it take you time to feel comfortable? It didn't. Wow, yeah. Hmm. By the evening, right? They work too hard. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, just show up, put on the costume, you got the job. Wow, How you cool know, is that? I gotta think about that. If I, you don't want to want to go out on job interviews, maybe if if the show shuts down or something like that, and I gotta get another job, I think I'm gonna just put on a costume like that. Maybe I don't know if the Boba Fett costume, maybe something different. No, I think Boba Fett would be a good way to go. Oh well, yeah, I'm gonna try. It's an intimidating costume, like that. That really says I'm ready for the job. If it works for him, it works for me. Just there for success. Go. Super. All right, now, you know, let's get it back to some doing some more music here. Um, we're going to start off with a local Seattle band. This is Prom Queen. They uh, created a big stir back, you know, uh, with their current record, Midnight Veil. Now, this here is a cut off that album. It's called Lie to Me. And after that, we have a song from another Seattle band. Yeah, you might have heard of this these guys. It's Soundgarden. This one's called Bleed Together. But we're going to start off with Prom Queen. Love, love, love 
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, so what do we got? The, the highlight say, of the day. say, Lawrence, have you ever felt like you were meant for greatness? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe have you ever had that feeling? Sometimes, yeah. Well, I don't know what it is. I've I've been feeling something brewing inside me, and I'm about seventy five percent sure it's not the super beef burrito I got from Seven Eleven on my way here, but I'm feeling something. And I feel like our psychic friend, Ted Marr here, is sensing it too, as he talks about how we have a chance to really incite some positive changes in the world this year. Let's roll the clip. To, um, been in to be, have been in communication with um, President Kennedy. Um, actually, Professor Einstein is the one who introduced me to him. Actually, no, it was Professor Einstein introduced me to um, Robert F., um, F. Kennedy, this late Senator Robert F. Kennedy, who, and then I asked him if I could talk to his brother, John F. Kennedy. He said, most certainly. So he came in. It's, I've been talking to him the last mm, maybe a couple of months now. Um, and um, President Kennedy is, is here now with me, and he's, he's a lot to tell your listeners. Um, first off, um, the kinds of things he tried to do to make the United States and the world a much better planet of course, we're stopped by his assassination back on November 22nd, 1963, um, and there's a big problem with what happened. Not only was his, was was he he murdered, but also his brother as well, and not to mention Martin Luther King. Yes. And and um, but the good news is the good news is that this history goes around in cycles. And the kinds of things that he tried to do to make this planet a better place back in the early 60s, we're having another opportunity now in 2015 to repeat the process. And so the, 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 the time cycles of history are opening up again. And so we can create a much, much better planet because, as Nostradamus has told me, it is our destiny. So what do you think, man? Yeah, he sounds like he's all about that positivity. He sounds like, you know, but he's reaching out to people who, who might have known that lived through a less positive era. Well, I mean, like like he was saying, there's a, there's a loop. So, like, all that positivity that didn't get to happen is coming back around. And somebody has to, like, grasp the reins and, like, take control of that and do something good. Well, you know, I, I, I can believe it now because I wouldn't have never thought there was no positivity coming back around in a loop or nothing like that. The only thing I saw coming back in the loop was people during the time they get back out and then they come right back in. That's the only loop I saw. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, if I need any help inciting that positivity, I'll call on you. Yeah, Wait. yeah. I'll give you I'll give you the, you know, a feel good bump. I tell you. Yeah. Great. I'll do that. All right. Anyway, you know, let's do a little bit more music here. We're going to lead off with Julian Cope and his memorable tune, World Shut Your Mouth. Always fun. And follow that up with a band from Atlanta, Georgia. This is Gringo Star and their song. All y'all.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, keep them coming, Derek. What you got? Yeah, uh, so I've got a question for you. Um, I know you're a man of the arts um, and not very violent, but how do you think you'd do in an Old West-style duel? Oh, I, I don't know. I, my, I have a gentle, smooth touch. I don't think I could do a quick draw like you that. You think you could do the quick draw? Yeah. I mean, you think maybe my if you literal like, drawing, I can't do quick. So if, I if you maybe like distracted the guy beforehand, do you think you could get a shot in before he... Uh, before he says, I'm like, look over there, a bird. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, do a little trickery. Yeah. Well, in our next clip, uh, Spud talks to Martin Cove about whether or not any Hollywood magic was used to gussy up the quick draw scenes in Gunsmoke. Oh. You know. All right. Well, you know, you were in an episode of Gunsmoke, for God's sakes. That is so cool. Was James Arness really that fast on the draw, or was it the camera work? No, he was a fast draw. He. In fact, I drew it down with him. You know, he pissed it with my friends, and I drew it down on him. I have this wonderful photograph. Wow. This episode, I think this episode was called In, in Performance of Duty. And um, it was a great, my first year in Hollywood, and, you know, I played one of three brothers, and, you know, the bad father, and he pissed it with my brother in his saloon. And then, you know, I drew it down on him, and the father calms us down, and he outdraws me. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that you, you, you just, you love, you know, because you're watching that show for so long. Absolutely. Uh, so I take it you took the bullet then, huh? Well, he didn't shoot me. He just, you know, we drew down on each other, and he outdrew me, so I was able to, you know, put put my gun back in my holster, and I saw that, you know, it was fait accompli, you know? Okay, all right, gotcha. Wow, that's kind of crazy, because... Uh, Having gun draws like that, you know, it's kind of a lost art, isn't it? It is a lost art. Now you can't, yeah, you can't even point a water pistol at anybody without getting in trouble for that. Yeah, you know, true. it's a crazy day. It's a crazy world. You know, you know, I don't, I don't like to brag, but I used to be, uh, I used to be a pretty quick draw with a super soaker back in the day. Oh, is that right? I used to rule the neighborhood. Oh man, I got to see some of your skills. We got to set up like a little gallery. Uh, have I, you do it? I might shake off the cobwebs and maybe try it, but you know, it's those days are behind me. Are they? Are they really? Oh, it'd be fun to see. I'd say you just get some practice in, get some shooting gallery up, just so you you know you can impress some ladies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I know ladies might be. Do you think that would help me get the co-host job. a permanent co-host spot? Well, see, I ain't gonna promise nothing like that. But if you want to give it a shot. Try to impress Lori with that. I don't know. Show up in a Boba see. Fett costume. Oh, and see, quick draw a water pistol. See, I said do whatever you gotta do. Mine. Cause you know it's gonna take it's gonna take all that and maybe some more, I'm gonna tell you right now. So let me show you how it's done. Are you ready? All it's right, like this. It. We're gonna have some more music. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with Len Price three and the song Christians in the Desert. Then after that, we have Jack White and he's got his catching number here, sixteen saltines. Go. I like the way you did that. Thank you.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know, I'm kind of surprised, but uh, I guess we have a call. Do you, want, do? do you want to take it? Yeah, yeah, all right. Let's take that call. Okay, put it through there. Is this Eric? No, uh, no, 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 no. This is, uh, this is Lawrence. My name is Lawrence. I'm the host here. Uh, what, you want to talk to Derek, the co-host? Uh, all right, go ahead. Derek? Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is Derek Caller. What's uh, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I heard the first hour Spud was being auctioned off for charity. Mm-hmm. That sure didn't sound enticing. Not but I was wondering if you were available for a date. Oh. It goes to a good cause, Super. right? Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I don't think they're doing the dating auction thing now anymore. Well, but, you know, I'll tell you what. If you want to set up a date with Derek, that, that's between the two of you. Yeah. So Derek Super. is available. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. I mean, he's so talented, and though I've never seen his picture, I can only imagine how dreamy he is. Derek, could you private message me a pic? Uh, That is not super. You know, I think I can arrange that. Um, Here, just hang on one second. Hey, um... One of the one of the interns. Hey, uh, text me text me your number. It should be on the caller ID on the computer. Um, yeah, right there. Just uh, just send it to me now. Uh, okay, okay. Hey, hey, super. Caller, caller. Look, is there anything you want to talk about besides Derek? Not really. I'm just such a fan of his. He is the best thing on this show. I think it's his charisma that is the most powerful thing. It just oozes through the radio. I don't see how he is on this little radio show and not. Unlike Sirius, there's hmm. some major station. Okay, uh, done. You should have the picture now. Super. Um, Just a second. Oh, this is you? Mm. Oh, my gosh. What a total dreamboat. <laughs> oh. I would bid $500 for a date with you. What? Can I still Super. bid? No, well, uh, no, caller, look, we got to hey. go now. All right, thanks for calling in. Uh, hey, um, caller, I'm, I'm sorry about this. Uh, don't mind my... my host there uh if you or other listeners feel that i'm desirable then uh maybe you should drop our executive producer an email mm. let her know your feelings about me oh i already sent her the email well, thank you she wait should have them by now we, we 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 didn't even say who to email or her address or nothing like all right, all right we, we just gotta go thank you for calling in no problem Bye, Derek. Bye, Colin. Oh, boy. Hmm. I say, well, you know, let's do one more song. I-, I tell you what, this one is going to be from a long defunct band from Spokane, Washington. This is Sweet Madness. And they have a recent, they recently released a compilation of the music. It was called uh, Made in Spokane 1978 to 81. Now, you know, the music, I-, I tell you, it still holds up really, really well. But, you know, you guys decide for yourself on this one. But I like it. Here's a cutoff of volume two titled I'm Not Vicious. This is Sweet Madness.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Well, well, you know, Derek, you know that's that's our show now. We just uh, we got another one on the books here, mm-hmm. so we got to wrap it up. Yep. Uh, before we go, I'd just like to go on record as voicing my displeasure at not having sufficient airtime to establish my presence. But still, it was a pretty good show. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I tell you what, I guess the one thing that we learned tonight, you know, after we recap the first hour mm-hmm. is never try to auction off a date with anything that's past the expiration date, if you know what I'm saying. Very true. You know, I'm not saying that that spud's old or nothing like that, but it's just that he's past his prime dating years. You know did, what I'm saying, right? Did he have you know? prime dating years? I don't know. He may never have had prime dating years, but that's the thing. And that's that's another problem with the auction here. And, you know, he, my what I believe is, is why, why do you want to pay? Pay for something that you could get for free, you know. I bet Super. you he would probably pay for a woman to date him. You know. Ooh, you know. I think they call that prostitution. All oh. right, super. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they do. Yeah, my bad. You know, like after that last call, I think I should have volunteered my services to the show as a date to be auctioned off. Um, but nobody asked you me. Think there might be a reason. Nobody asked me. I think that, that would be. I think that I'd be more marketable than Spud for sure. I mean, look at my state-of-the-art beard right here. I've spent over two years growing this bad boy, and it would be like catnip for prospective bidders for a date with me. Wait a okay. minute. Wait. All right, super. Let me clarify something. Are we talking about a date with women or with one of those Geico caveman dudes? Ha ha ha! Yeah. Very funny. No, I'm just saying that I'm a very attractive guy who can appeal to all ages of women, even the grandma types. They love me too. If this thing was supposed to be a fundraiser, then the goal was to raise money. And frankly, choosing Spud, regardless of having him him having his own radio show, it was a pretty poor decision. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that, Derek. We got to move on here because I think this is going to be your last gig here. What? I, I know for sure they're bringing a female in, you know, so it's been enjoyable working oh, with you, on. I got to say. Are you serious? That might have been our executive producer's plan before, but after hearing my performance tonight, there's no way I'll be replaced. I mean, come on, tell the truth. Am I not a fantastic co-host? Maybe we can bring in some of my highlights in the last hour. Can someone on the soundboard just replay a few minutes of me? Uh, no, no, anybody. No. That's it. We like to do that, but we're out of time here. I got to thank TJ on the soundboard. Uh, great job there, TJ, filling in for Dave. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you, and Mike. We got to thank you as well, and Anna Thanks, and man. Trent. We appreciate y'all. You know, stay out of trouble. You know, don't get any keggers in the summer. Nothing like that. You know, all right, make some good decisions. You know, if Derek wears a dress, does he count as a female co-host then? Hey, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. We can't me. do that. I'm just I, saying. I tell you what, we got to, we got to say goodbye. We got to leave everyone with this little tune by a musician from Puyallup, Washington, Mike Doyle. Now he's like a mad scientist. He creates his own little stuff in the basement. Now it's some interesting stuff here. Here's a song called Rubaru. Good night, everybody. Yep. Good night, and let the station know you guys dig me. Thanks a lot.
Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deere. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking.